0: Welcome back inside the Mid-American
1: Van Wagon Podcast, episode 92 coming to you live this week. It's the middle of April. Baseball season is in full swing. Spring football is is here. Uh, The USFL starts up this weekend, Vangie. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Some of the MAC representation in the USFL this year. Uh, It's it's an exciting time of year. It's 77 degrees here in Pittsburgh today. I'm hoping that warm weather sticks around. How are you doing tonight, man?
0: I'm doing pretty good. We got some uh, thunderstorms moving through our area up here in Michigan. Um, You know what, though? I am looking ahead to Friday, the Eastern Michigan spring game. Uh, You know, I'm taking the evening off of work. I think they think I'm taking it off for religious purposes since it's Good Friday. Um, (laughs) But in a way, it is still a a religious experience going to Rynearson Stadium. Uh, the factory. Very excited. They're actually putting on a uh, used Adidas gear sale before, like team-issued stuff. So I am going to be rolling up there and just, you know, trying to add to my wardrobe and, uh, you know, hopefully enjoy some good spring practice. And actually a lot to see, I mean, for that ball club right now. So just something to look forward to.
1: That is great. And you know what? I actually... Before we before the night closes, before this show's over, I want, I want to talk a little bit about that. Kind of get your thoughts on uh, what you're hoping to see from from the Eagles on Friday. So, what what time like what's what time is kickoff? What times the game start?
0: Um, I believe six. I believe, I believe gotcha. it was six six forty something. Yeah.
1: Good stuff. That's so awesome.
0: Hopefully, 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 no rain. Hopefully the the weather is you know um, above fifty. All that. Uh, the nighttime could be a little rough, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. You know, I, this is kind of off subject, but I want to bring it up now. You got, you reminded me of it now that we're talking about spring football games. I, I, I saw an article or a thread on, on, uh, on Reddit the other day on the, the college football Reddit page where, you know, another country, one of the few other countries where college football is popular is, is Japan. And they have a thing in Japan where instead of having an intra squad spring practice, they, they play real games. It's just one game. In the spring and that got me thinking like that would be really cool like the, I mean spring games are already cool in and of themselves but what if what if the NCAA modified things a little bit to the point where you'd have you know that for the month of April you could designate certain weekends for certain conferences you know the, the Mac gets matched up against pick a conference Mountain West Sunbelt, whatever. Big 10 gets matched up against the big 12 and each one of those teams gets to play one game, one real game against another team. There'd be a lot of logistics you'd have to work out there. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've completely thought this through, but who says no to that? I feel like you could sell the TV rights for that for millions of dollars, ESPN, the entire country, everyone loves football. I think that would be an awesome thing. I don't think it's a realistic idea, but just that's a, that's a cool little pipe dream. I've been thinking about these last few days since I saw that online.
0: Or do something, you know, like say like, you know, okay, well, Michigan's going to have spring practice with Eastern Michigan, um, or maybe, maybe even change it up. Like, you know, you'll have F uh, like, you know, the, the bowl subdivision and maybe like division two. So you have Western Michigan saying, Hey, we're going to have a spring practice with Grand Valley. Or you have like the NFL does it. I mean, you could have central Michigan and, and Ferris state. You know, having a uh, a spring spring game together. And and I mean I I would watch that.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people would watch that. I think for a country that is always football starved, nobody's gonna say no to more football. But uh anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're getting a little bit off subject. That's my fault. I apologize, folks. But uh let's let's dive into some some uh some baseball here, Vansy. It's uh I tell you what, it's been an interesting couple of weekends here in the Mac, and it's a situation now where it really seems like central michigan and ball state have have separated themselves i mean you look at central michigan 13 and 1 in the conference ball state 12 and 2 uh, nobody else is within three games of either of them. Your, your Eastern Michigan Eagles, they've been playing well lately. They're sitting in third place at nine and seven. I mean, they're they're four games behind Ball State for second. But I mean, Central Michigan this weekend with a dominant sweep over Northern Illinois, they've now won nine in a row. Ball State, I tell you what, Vansy, Ball State went out to, to Oregon this weekend, took on the nationally ranked Ducks and the and Oregon did win three of four in that series. But Ball State, they played that they they acquitted themselves well out there in Eugene. They did win. Uh, they got the one win on uh, on Saturday over the Ducks. And outside of that, I mean, you know, the the, the pitching staff, you know, the, the Ducks got their runs. But the, you know, Ball State was not at all uh, did not at all seem, you know, completely outclassed by the Pac-12 Ducks. And they're, you know, sitting out 18 and 12 overall uh, but yeah I mean you look at the you look at the results from this weekend I mean 13 to 7 loss on on Friday night th- but three to two victory on Saturday in the first game of the doubleheader they lost the second game 10 to four and then uh, lost a nail biter on Sunday afternoon seven six to the Ducks all things considered Vansy I think if you're a Ball State fan I know you lost three of four but you still got to be pretty happy with what you saw from the Cardinals this weekend
0: Yeah, to go out there and take on a very good Oregon team to, you know, be competitive and and to sneak out a victory, definitely something that they should be uh, quite proud of and and feeling good. Um, You know, and I said it during basketball season, and I'm going to say it again, but, you know, I mean, you just got to kind of wonder, could we be, if uh, Central and Ball State keeps this up, could baseball be the sport where we get a two-bit Mac? Um, You know, I think Central Michigan and Ball State, Uh, both here in recent history have been good enough uh, where with a decent season, it's going to, you know, they're going to get some attention to potentially go into the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think it's shaping up. I don't know. I mean, Central Michigan, nine wins in a row. uh, They look tremendous. They have the best pitching, you know, all that. Um, but I, in boy, I, I can't imagine that their coach uh, with another good season is back next year, but we'll have to see. But I mean, I, I, I don't know if ball state can catch central Michigan, um, but I definitely think I could see this shaping out to be a battle the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely can. And Bansy let's, let, let's talk a little bit about central Michigan right now, because I mean, we, we've talked about them in previous weeks and and deservedly so, but I mean, the the Chippewas, they're not just winning games right now. I mean, they, they are dominating. They outscored uh, they outscored Northern Illinois. Uh, let me see, let me do this math in my head here. 31 to 2, 39 to 7 in a four-game sweep this past weekend. And then they follow that up. With a Tuesday afternoon matinee game at Oakland, they go down to the, take on the Golden Grizzlies down there in Rochester, right outside of Detroit, and they put up 21 on Oakland, 21 to eight. The the uh, the Chippewas beat the Golden Grizzlies there. I mean, Vansy, we've talked a lot about their pitching, and it's deserved. But I mean, this offense right now is just firing on all levels as well you got uh mario camilletti hitting 365 on the season jacob marcy at 363 aiden shepherdson has been coming on australia he's at 314 i mean this team right now it's like you know it, they they do not it doesn't seem like they have a weakness and 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 i'll i'll like i'd be curious to get your thoughts on this because you're 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 much closer to it than i am and i know you you're you're uh you know you're a much more of a veteran observer of college baseball but man this central michigan team looks really good right now
0: yeah I think that they do. I mean, they just right now um, you saw it last year, and actually, like before last year, there's kind of that trajectory and then last year it all kind of came together and it just continues to come together for them right now. Uh, baseball is one of those sports where we're you know every every uh, sport in a mac, it seems that you're losing your top talent to the transfer portal. Well, baseball doesn't really have that problem, so they were able to return a lot of uh, their their roster and I think that's something that uh, speaks well for them. Um, you know they got they brought their coach back there was some talk that he was going to leave last year um, and you know they're just right now they're at that point as a program they're not rebuilding they're reloading you know they're just they're just coming back at it again um, they have the pitching and now the hittings coming along uh th- anytime you have a three or four game series with central michigan you're going to have a tough time winning that series
1: yeah totally agree i totally agree and uh, a, a little bit of a of a look ahead here not but not this coming weekend but the weekend after this one last weekend of april april 29th through May 1st, we got central Michigan traveling to Muncie to take on ball state there. That's a four game series that, uh, that very well may determine uh, who ends up getting the, 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 you know, winning the regular season title in the Mac. And that's one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to one more thing about central Michigan here though, Vansy, before we move, talking a little bit about their, their pitching staff, got to give a shout out here to Garrett Navarra uh, for central Michigan. Complete game shutout with eight strikeouts, only allowed three men to reach base, two hits and one walk. He started on the uh, he started in the, uh, the the Friday game there against, or I'm sorry, the, the first game on Saturday when uh, Central Michigan knocked off Northern Illinois eleven to nothing. So certainly uh, the the Chippewas really really seem to be firing on all cylinders right now. Let's look at the rest of the conference here, though, Vansy, because, you know, we got Central Michigan and Ball State up top, which we've talked a lot about them. But once you get past that, you know, it's it seems as if similar to what we saw in, in, in basketball and in men's and women's basketball, where teams, you know, teams two through 11, there's not a lot. Uh, separating those teams ball Eastern Michigan sitting at third place at nine and seven ball state and Northern Illinois tied for last at six at, at six and 12. So you got essentially three games separating second place and 11th and, and Vansy in a conference like the Mac where the margins are so slim that, that's something, I guess, I mean, we come to expect it a little bit. Like I said, we've seen it in basketball. We're seeing it in baseball now. What do you think in your mind? What's going to be the differentiator between some of these teams as we move into the latter half of the conference season and determining which team's going to end up more, you know, towards the top of the conference?
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, as it kind of settles down, I think a lot of it, you know, I feel is always usually going to be pitching. Yeah. Um, this is, This is no longer the NCAA with the – uh, wood bats that were basically rocket or not not wood bats the aluminum bats that were essentially rocket launchers uh, Now <laughs> yeah. I, I I played high school ball uh in that time period and uh you know my stats i don't want uh, any any blemish on that because of the bats that i use but uh, <laughs> they they definitely aided aided me and all that um but you know what i mean you spoke about eastern michigan you know what? I I mean, and I know I'm biased, but I am all in on the Eastern Michigan Eagles being the third best team in the MAC. You know, they are there playing great baseball. Um, coaching staff has got some of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, and they just, you know, they've recruited very well. You know, you you got guys like Zach Fruit, um, you know, uh, the house, you know, and Nick Chittum, Adam Fazinski. You know, they, they have the pitching that's coming around and rounding into form. Um, i'm all in on eastern michigan you know being the third best team in a mac Uh, maybe kent state is there maybe toledo if the day is right um in the in you know only four teams make the mac baseball tournament which really i mean come on it's baseball that's a travesty yeah i think base. i think the major leagues has more than like four you know wild cards per league at this point i mean you know so yeah, I feel like that's a little little cheap because you know you can play multiple baseball games in one day, but I'll get off my my soapbox. But I'm I'm all in on the Eastern Michigan Eagles being the third best team in the MAC.
1: Yeah, and and I hear you, Vansy, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. You kind of preempted that a little bit for me. I wanted to get your thoughts on on what we're seeing from the Eagles right now. A really really nice uh, series for them this past weekend, going down to Oxford, taking three out of four from Miami. That includes 26 combined runs in the last two games, so that would be uh, the, uh, the, 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 second game on Sunday and the, and the, and the, 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 uh, the final game of the series on, on Monday. And how about your guy, uh, Daniel Workington, uh, the second base in there, uh, three home runs, uh, this weekend and one in each of the three wins, uh, for Eastern Michigan over Miami drove in six RBIs leading the Mac in OPS and home runs so far this season, Eastern Michigan offensively, it seems like they're starting to kind of get, you know, get things rolling in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And uh, boy, that offense, it's been good all season long, you know, working to it. I mean, he's got to be, you know, an all Mac candidate by the end of the season, he's done a great job. Um, he had to be the the runner up, uh, you know, uh, for Mac hitter of the week. Cause I, I thought he had a tremendous week, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, the bats have been there all season long and uh, you know, the pitching has been good and, and there's enough there to be excited. And really when you take away the non-conference schedule from Eastern Michigan. I mean, right now, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, 12 and 16 overall, eight and seven in the conference. There's seven and 12 on the road. A lot of those against some, you know, pretty decent, um, you know, programs of the South. So, you know, when you kind of take those out of the equation, that's a team that's right there. And uh, I, you know, I think, I, I think they have the potential to stay in the mix. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, because you do have so many teams so close together um, if you're somebody I, I know you can't go to Vegas and, and bet on Mac baseball, um, but if you could, you know, I, I, you know, if you were looking to buy in on EMU, maybe wait, uh, they got, you know, seven and nine in the conference Ohio uh, coming to town and, and if you're in Ypsilanti on Friday, that game uh, Ohio against Eastern they're actually starting that before the spring game so you could go to both.
1: Oh, nice little double header there that's a that's, a, that's a smart scheduling there from the athletic department. Uh, let's you, one other team you mentioned Vansy, uh, briefly there, you said you're all in on Eastern Michigan as the third best team in the conference. And and, and you may have me convinced I'm still, you know, I, I still feel like, and maybe this is just me. Letting their reputation get to me, but I, I still feel as if Kent State's going to be in that mix as well. And you mentioned them, but the thing for me, Vansy, is with Kent State, it's just the the inconsistency. They there doesn't seem to be, um, you know, I haven't seen them put a, a run of really good games together. I feel like. Their their some of their best performances of the season have been in in defeat. Like when we talked about a couple, you know, back at the start in the non conference uh, schedule when they went down to Texas Tech and gave uh, the the Red Raiders all they could handle. But you know, since then, as you know, we look back at their you know last month or two in uh, in 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 mac play and just in general i mean you lose two of three to yukon you split two with bowling green you 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 um you split two uh, split four with northern illinois you lose three of four against ohio you split two with central michigan it's just like there there doesn't there hasn't been any sustained success for the golden flashes. And I'm still, again, I'm still kind of waiting for them to put it all together. But again, maybe that's just me being naive and letting their reputation and past success get to my head. I don't know. What do you think? Have you seen anything from golden, the Kent State that's uh, encouraged you?
0: Well, one thing, I mean, you know, they, they, they beat uh, UConn on the road and then the end result after that has just been, you know, uh, you know, they split with Bowling Green and then they lost, you know, 12 to five to the university of Pittsburgh, also known as Pitt. Um, you <laughs> know, so it just seems weird to say the university of Pittsburgh, um, you know, but uh, so it's just, again, a very inconsistent, you know, and it's, they're right there in the mix. Uh, you know, they're, at that 500 mark you know i mean there's only three teams above 500 but they're right there in that picture at 500 in the conference but i gotta say when you look at these conference standings and you know yes kent state's being inconsistent and all that but when you look at these conference standings i do feel i gotta mention this for the listeners you know we're we're dealing with winning percentage here Um, Because this isn't apples to apples, you know, you got Central Michigan 13 and one ball state 12 and two, you know what Ohio seven and nine, Toledo nine and 10 but then you got Eastern Michigan eight and seven. So you know you have because of weather because of scheduling, you know, you have some teams that have played more conference games than others. You know, and that's something where as the season goes, those game amounts will kind of even out. um, And, you know, you're not going to be dealing so much with just winning percentage, but also the wins and losses. And I think, you know, the the conference picture, when we get a clearer sign of what everything is, I think we'll have a better idea when it's more, you know, 12 games compared to 12 games. Instead of all this team's got 15, this team's got eight or say, you know, or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And I, there's a lot of baseball still to be played. And, you know, you mentioned all these teams that are so close together there there's a lot of separation that I think is going to be happening here over the next couple of weeks. I mean, even you're just taking Kent state as an example, you know, some of the other teams you mentioned in that mix with them, right. Kind of right below ball state and central Michigan. I mean, you got this week and you go to Toledo, then you got Miami, then you go to Akron. So those are, you know, teams are all in that same conversation you'd like to think that we'll see some separation here over the next couple of weeks. But the other part about this Vansy, the other side of the equation is that if you look at the results here from the last couple of weekends, maybe we won't see a ton of separation here among some of these teams, because if you took Ball State and Central Michigan out of the equation, and you look at the rest of the results from this weekend, Western Michigan and Akron, they split four games, both win two. Bowling Green and Kent State, they split four games, both win two. We mentioned Central Michigan swept Northern Illinois. Eastern Michigan, Miami, EMU, did they performed well. They got three out of four there. And then uh, Toledo and Ohio split four games. They each won two. And it's like, it seems like none of these teams want to separate from one another, and I think whichever team is is you know going to have that veteran leadership step up. I'm thinking about teams that have you know more established coaching staffs. I think those are the teams that that's where I'm going to would that's where I would put my money in terms of teams rising up to the closer to the top of the heap here, fighting for you know that third and fourth spot and to get to to the MAC tournament uh, at the at the end of the season. Uh, let's uh, one one last thing here, Vansy, before we move into some other stuff. Um, let's take a look at the week ahead here. Uh, I, I mentioned, you know, we're, we're, maybe we'll start to see some separation here uh, this weekend. We got Kent State uh, traveling to Toledo to take on the Rockets there in northwest Ohio. Miami travels up to Kalamazoo. To take on the Broncos. Northern Illinois is the uh, the, the non-conference team this weekend. They're going to take uh, take on Oakland, the aforementioned Golden Grizzlies. There, just outside of Detroit, Ohio travels up to Ypsilanti to take on Eastern Michigan. Central Michigan goes down to Bowling Green, and Akron travels uh, into Indiana to Muncie to take on Ball State this weekend. Vanzi, uh, any any games or any series this weekend that uh, that catch your attention?
0: Well, I'm actually going to go beyond uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, you have kind of a, a, a Michigan Challenge Cup. Um, you have Michigan State, Eastern Michigan, Michigan State, Western Michigan. Um, that's coming up here. Mm. You know, I think to me, those games are very interesting because they're in-state. And honestly, I got to be honest, From I have the Big Ten Plus baseball package. I, you know, I can't get enough of it, um, you know, of baseball. And uh, Michigan State's not good. Yeah. You know, so, so there's a chance there for, uh, you know, for there to potentially be an upset. Um, you know, if you're looking interconference, uh, I would have to say Kent State, Toledo, you know, they're trying to kind of separate and, and kind of show, hey, you know, who's for real, who's not. I think that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I do want to make mention, uh, you know, we get a lot of our scheduling from the Mac website can we, I mean, I would love to see them do away with this thing where when you look at the schedule, they show the Mac logos, you know, like for the Mac teams. But when you look at Michigan state, they have the Mac conference logo. When you look at Oakland university, they have the Mac conference logo. Come on, just, just put their logo up there. Uh, you know, you, the conference logo. I mean, you yeah. know, they're not in the conference. Come on.
1: You know, we, we've talked about this before Vanzi. I, I love the Mac. I love everything about the conference. I love covering the conference. I love talking about the conference. The Mac website is not great. (laughs) And that's, and that's putting it lightly. I love, Hey Matt, listen, I love the Mac. I don't want to come off too critical. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ring them up too bad, but the, the, the website there, there could be some improvements made there. Let's we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, Anyway, Vansy, uh let's uh let's move into some some basketball news here. Uh we've uh, once again here here the the transfer portal uh refuses to go away where it seems like we're going to be talking about it every week here. Uh which is okay, which is okay, that uh certainly keeps things interesting for us. Let's uh let's start with up in your neck of the woods here, Vansy, Uh Eastern Michigan point guard Bryce McBride he had entered the, the, uh, the transfer portal a couple weeks ago. He had also entered the transfer portal after last season uh, before opting to, uh, to, to return uh, to, to Ypsilanti, but he did uh, opt to, to actually, you know, he's, he's going to go this time. He opted out into the transfer portal a couple weeks ago, has committed to Youngstown State, uh, going to move just uh, into, into Northeast Ohio. They're not far from Akron and Kent State, uh, going to uh, be a member of the Penguins here moving forward. 11.6 points per game uh, for the Eagles last here, 2.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, 40.4% from the field. Bansy, as an Eastern fan, um, what what are your thoughts on this? How do you feel about uh McBride heading down the road to Youngstown?
0: Well, I I just I mean, I, I just don't understand if you're gonna change from you know one uh one bird to another, how do you go from an eagle to a penguin? <laughs> yeah. Is a I, I don't know, is a penguin a bird? I mean, I don't know, but uh No, just, just poking fun. kind of an odd destination. I don't think we saw that coming, but I think with Bryce McBride, it is important to note that he is a Rob Murphy guy. Rob Murphy brought him in uh, to the program. So, you know, with the different staff, maybe things just, you know, didn't click. Um, I got to say though, and also real quick shout out to Rob Murphy, um, his uh, motor city cruise G league developmental team there for the Pistons is in the G league playoffs in their first season. So he's done a very nice job as the general manager up there. Um, And no, they don't run the zone 24 (laughs) seven, but uh, Bryce McBride, you won't hear anyone say anything bad about him. He was, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but uh, you know, somewhat almost like a professional uh, from everything I've heard in that locker room Um, averaged 11.6 points per game, 2.3 rebounds. Uh, you know just just a solid contributing piece Um, you know wasn't really the go-to guy ever Um, you know and and if you're Ypsilaya you know if you're EMU um, you know you're gonna miss him Um, but it gives you that roster spot to play with and you know what the second uh, guy to transfer out Mojim Mona Jai uh, being the other one Um, the other thing is the names you haven't heard you know uh Noah mm-hmm. Farrakhan yeah you know? I mean every day if you're an Eastern fan or a fan of the Mac every day Noah Farrakhan has it entered the transfer portal uh you're feeling pretty good so you know definitely wish Bryce McBride well I think when you look at the Horizon League I believe that's where Youngstown State is in yeah um he should continue to just put up you know put up solid numbers and uh you know, I, I, I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, you see Youngstown State maybe on an EMU schedule or, or something, and, and that would be cool to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting destination for sure. I, I felt like, you know, as a guy, you know, Bryce McBride, you know, averaging, you know, for over a qu- the course of two years, averaging around 12 points a game in a conference like the MAC. I would have thought that he could have found a better destination than Youngstown state. And, and again, Hey, no, 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 no disrespect to the Penguins, but Youngstown state not necessarily known as a, a basketball power or a basketball hotbed here. I mean, this is a team that has been in division one since 1981 and has never made the NCAA tournament in their, uh What 81 to 2022. So that's 41 years of uh, 41 years of basketball at the division one level, they have one season where they've won more than 20 games. And out of those 41 years, only 11 of those seasons have they been above 500. So this is not a great situation he's walking into. Jared Calhoun has been the, the, um, has been the uh, the coach there for the last four years. He's turned the the Penguins around a little bit, and you know they they do get a little bit of media coverage here in Pittsburgh. They're not too far, but only about an hour away from us here. But uh, it just I don't know. They're always obviously Youngstown State, known as a hotbed for for one double A or FCS football. Jim Tressel had coached there. Bo Pelini coached there. So very well known as a football program. Not so much as basketball, but. To your point, one of the points you made there, Vansy, a guy like Bryce Calhoun, given the the state of the program and the level of, you know, the Horizon League there, I do feel like he'll be able to go in there and and make an immediate impact and, and, you know, get some serious minutes and put up some numbers. And, hey, you never know, maybe that was the motivating factor for him. One other uh, transfer that we wanted to mention here uh, tonight, uh, an interconference transfer with Tyler Cochran, who started his career uh, at Northern Illinois, spent two years in DeKalb after last season transferred to ball state this past season at ball state 11.6 points per game 45 percent from the field for 37 percent from three 5.6 rebounds per game not bad numbers well he is continuing his tour of the mac he is now transferring to toledo uh for his third mac destination in in four years and Vanzi. This is a guy that, uh, you know, over the last two seasons, he's proven that he can score a lot. Two years ago at, at NIU, 15 and a half points a game this past year at Ball State, just over 11 points a game with, uh, you know, with Toledo. You got Ryan Rollins has declared for the draft. You're going to need to find some guys that can get you a bucket. Tyler Cochran is a guy that can do that again. Like I mentioned, 45 percent from the field, 37 percent from three point line. Uh, from three-point land this past year. Not a bad get at all for Todd Kowalczyk and the Rockets. And you'd have to think with, you know, Michael Lewis taking over there in Ball State, doing a little bit of a roster reset to get some more of his guys in there. I don't know. What do you think about this as a, what do you think about Toledo as a destination for uh, for Tyler?
0: Well, I think if, you know, you're looking and you're like, well, do I want to be in Muncie, Indiana or Toledo, Ohio? Um, I, I would go with Toledo, Ohio as well, but, uh, <laughs> you don't know um you know i mean he's moving up the max standings um you know good for him uh, you know he's a talented player you know he can shoot it a little bit and uh, you know he'll he'll help out there um they're probably losing Ryan Rollins um you know they're being very active in the transfer portal trying to reload Um, You know, they're, they're gunning for more than a regular season title at this point. And and we'll see if, if they can achieve that. Um, One thing that I'm curious about here with him is, you know, is now, you know, it was okay. Transfer portal, you get one free transfer. Well, Mm -hmm. he's, he's had that now with the coaching change in uh, Muncie, Indiana and ball state, can they maybe waive? you know like the the penalty on that second transfer i mean it is weird that it's his second transfer second transfer within the conference um i gotta imagine with this happening that there's something there where it's going to be he's going to be eligible that would be my guess um you know and and that's a talented player uh going into that program um and, and then you did mention uh you know that that was the last transfer i just wanted to point out um we got the uh, boston college kid going into buffalo as
1: well yeah that's right and uh thank you i was i was just pulling that up as well one one thing to to talk about one more is that you know we've uh there you know we talked a little bit it's been a couple of weeks i should say since we talked about buffalo basketball it's been quiet haven't uh had a ton of you know transfers out or in or anything like that but uh they did pick up today Uh, and a commitment from uh, Boston college transfer, Kanye Jones. He was only a freshman this past year. Uh, Only, you know, only he played in 30 games, just under 10 minutes a game, about 9.7 minutes per game, only 1.8 points, uh, half a rebound, half an assist, Again, didn't get to show a ton, but this is a guy that's, you know, a big guard, six four, one seventy. Certainly uh, has the frame to to put on some additional muscle there. But Vanzi, you think about the way that that Jim Weitzel has has built his teams there at Buffalo, where it's 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 size across the board, right? Big guards, big physical guys underneath the basket. I think Kanye Jones definitely fits that model of what he looks for. You think about guys like Jonathan Williams and Ronaldo Segu. Kanye Jones fits that mold again. He's six four, can add some weight onto that frame. I think you give him a year or two to develop. This feels like a guy that's going to be a good get for the Bulls.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I think when I looked at it, looked it up, I mean, it definitely he definitely looks like the athletic, you know, kind of uh, Buffalo basketball type of player. Thirty games at Boston College—that's impressive. Under ten minutes per game, uh, twelve points, five rebounds against Dartmouth uh, Dartmouth and, uh, eight points against Florida state. So, you yeah. know, he did get some run, um, you know, definitely showed some talent. I think that's a piece, you know, transfers. It used to be, you wouldn't get too excited about power five transfers. Cause they always seem to be a lot of hype and, and not as much production, but I think those days are done with the transfer portal. I think the quality of transfer has gone up. It just, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say that I have no life and that I'm a single guy in Southeastern Michigan here, but I I pulled (laughs) up some, I pulled up some film, you know, I, can we call it film? I'm dating myself here, Um, you know, pulled up some video and, uh, you know, looks like a talented player. I think this is somebody that uh, will definitely be a name to keep an eye on uh, moving forward for the Buffalo Bulls.
1: Yeah, definitely. So this is his first transfer. So he will be immediately eligible for the Bulls next year. Uh, So, you know, we'll we'll see where he fits into the rotation next year. Born and raised in Orlando, Florida. You got to wonder how he'll handle that first Buffalo winter. He gets uh, he gets exposed to here coming up, although I guess, you know, Boston winter, probably not too much different. So maybe he maybe he got some thick skin up there uh, this uh, this winter in preparation for his move to uh, to upstate New York this coming winter uh vansy let's let's do some football talk here to close out here tonight uh we we mentioned earlier in the introduction this weekend we got the first weekend of the second reiteration of the usfl uh for anyone that's been starving for football since bowl season ended well here you go uh the usfl kicking off on uh on saturday uh, and, you know, can, you know, going all weekend, got games on uh, Fridays and Saturdays for, for the next couple of months until I believe the playoffs. will they'll kick off in, in, in June to, to round out the season. But, uh, but anyway, fancy we got some, uh, some Mac representation in the USFL this year. Uh, eight, uh, hold on. Let me, let me recount this year. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 11 Mac players have found their way onto USFL rosters so uh, your, your guy, Terry Myrick? I know we've talked about him on the podcast before. You've spoken very highly of him. Uh, what do you think about his outlook uh, up there for, for the Michigan Panthers at linebacker?
0: Well, I just got to say, I was real impressed how quick you did that math. That was at uh, Penn State, you know, education. <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, but, well, one thing I do got to mention we're talking here before this recording and we're talking about the USFL. And I'm like, yeah, I just ordered my Michigan Panthers hoodie. You know, and I'm like, I can't wait for it to get here. And and you said, oh, I got the you know the Pittsburgh Maulers hoodie. And I mean, you know, we're all in on yeah. this USFL. We're spending money. I mean, I'm hoping that it's going to be like spring, early summer, action. Like, let's go. Um, but on the note of Terry Myrick, you know, I I think he's somebody where when you look at his pro prospects, maybe a little undersized for the NFL. Um, this league will give him an opportunity to you know kind of show what he can do uh maybe impress some scouts um you know I, I love that he's on the michigan panthers makes it real easy to root for him um you know he's somebody a uh, heart and soul guy uh you know tremendous character tremendous off the field you know i don't you know i mean it's it's cheesy to say but i i don't know if he's going to be a champion in the usfl but i guarantee you whatever he does you know five 10 25 years from now he's going to be a champion of life um you know tremendous family tremendous upbringing tremendous person um he'll be a I th- i think he's you know he's, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch here in the usfl
1: a tremendous butch jones reference there with the the, the, the champion of life <laughs> uh uh, throwback there. You know, you're right. I agree. I think he, he, he seems like a good fit there. Um, talking about some of the other Mac players here represented though, uh, we've got two Mac players on the Birmingham stallions uh, defensive end, Jonathan Newsom out of ball state and also safety, Nate Hawley out of Kent state, who I was joking with you Vansy before the show that I think Nate Hawley has showed up in every alternative football league that has been around the last five or six years. He was in the XFL, I, rem- I I, believe I remember watching him play arena football at one point too. I could be misremembering that, but then here he is again in the USFL on the Houston gamblers. We got offensive lineman, uh, Christian Saccoli from Buffalo and Theo Redding, the wide receiver from Bowling Green, Terry Myrick, aforementioned, uh, you're going to be on the Michigan Panthers here, uh, new Orleans breakers. We got Jalen Embry, the cornerback from Northern Illinois, uh, the Philadelphia stars. We got Paul Nosworthy, the offensive lineman from Buffalo, I knew there. I mean, I was going to root for the Pittsburgh Maulers anyway, but I knew they would be doing it right. They have more, more Maction represented here than any other team. Three players on my Maulers uh, coming out of the MAC Blair Brown, the, the linebacker from Ohio, Eric Asua, the, the defensive end from Western Michigan, and then Braden Patton, the offensive lineman from NIU, rounding out the group. Reggie Howard, the defensive tackle from Toledo uh, on the, uh, the Tampa Bay Bandits. So seven of the eight USFL teams with uh, with Mac representation here. So if you folks, if you're if you're starving for football, if you want to see some live game action, look no further than the USFL kicks off this weekend. First game is uh, Saturday night at 730. The New Jersey Generals take on the Birmingham Stallions. Vanzi, your Michigan Panthers kick off Sunday at noon against the Houston Gamblers. And uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers taking on the Tampa Bay Bandits uh, Sunday night at 8 p.m. on FS1, which I know I will certainly uh, be watching that. Vansy, before we close out to the show here this week, uh, wanted to get your thoughts. And, and, you know, we talked about this. You, you mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the show. But uh, we've got the Eastern Michigan Spring Game coming up here on Friday. And so I, I know you're going, you're going to be at the game. I would love to kind of hear from you. Wh- what are you looking for? What do you want to see from the Eagles on Friday? We're, we know they're going to be breaking in a new starting quarterback. Uh, there's obviously some, some, some guys to replace outside of that too. What do you think? What, what's your outlook for Friday? What are you hoping to see from, uh, from Chris Creighton's squad?
0: Well, real quick, I got one uh, USFL note, Braden Patton, the offensive lineman out of NIU for the Maulers. His dad is James Patton, the former offensive line coach at Eastern Michigan and a current offensive line coach at Miami.
1: Okay. Miami
0: University. So, kind of, you know, that is probably one of the more uh, Mac based families at this point. Yeah. But, um, Friday, you know, the EMU spring game looking forward to it. I think, I mean, it, come on, we get, we gotta be honest. So you has gotta be on the quarterback position. Ben Bryant's gone. Preston Hutchinson's gone. You know, you got Austin Smith Powell, the transfer from Troy, you know, it's, I mean, I, I think it's going to be Powell to transfer, uh, you know, from Troy, who's going to be the guy, but, can one of the guys in the program maybe step up uh, Eastern's got some losses. They got some losses along the offensive line. I'm really excited. they got a linebacker Chase Klein, a transfer from uh, Michigan State, and I've had some people privately say, "Hey, this is somebody who you know he he could be a guy, and uh you know that's something to keep an eye on Also the special teams, you know you're losing Jake Julian, you're losing Chad Ryland to Maryland." Um, you know, I mean, oh man, if I start seeing some missed kicks in a spring game, I'm going to, I don't know. Okay. I puts put a down payment on some white claws that right near Yeah. I, I might need to, but, uh, you don't know, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot to see. Also, I want to see, it sounds silly, it, it really does, but I want to see the energy. They, they made some coaching changes. They, you know, they brought in some new blood, some high energy guys, some guys where, you know, if you're on social media, you're following the team, there's a lot of interaction, a lot of, you know, you just see some of these tweets and I want to run through a wall. So, you know, I want to see some of that energy kind of carry over on a field. I want to see it fast paced. You know, I want to see this spring game being as close to a game as possible. You know, I don't want to see him going out there playing patty cake. Um, and, and knowing Chris Creighton and that staff, I, I don't think that'll be the case
1: yeah for sure yeah i I'm, I'm curious, and I'll be curious to hear what uh, what you you report back in in terms of the the quarterback situation that that's obviously the the, the main thing that I want to see. But I think you know you, you mentioned some losses along the offensive line, which that's certainly a legitimate concern. But I think one thing that if I'm an Eastern Michigan fan, one thing that definitely uh encourages me in terms of breaking in a new quarterback is you got a, a stable of experienced wide receivers that he's going to be able to throw to you know Dylan Drummond still there, Hassan Badoun. Uh, Sean Stewart, uh, Tanner canoe. So quite, quite a lot of, uh, talent there on the outside for the Eagles. I'll be curious to hear how, uh, how, you know, the new quarterback is able to integrate in with them. A number of other Mac teams here, uh, with, with their spring games coming up over the next couple of weeks, Kent state and ball state and Northern Illinois all have theirs on Saturday Bowling Green in Miami next Saturday, the twenty third, and then Ohio Akron and Buffalo round out the schedule with uh, their spring games on April thirtieth. Western Michigan actually already had theirs very very early, March twenty sixth. They had theirs. So um, over the next couple of weeks, folks, we're going to be doing some some spring football stuff. We'll be talking a little bit of uh, we'll, we'll talk some recruiting. We'll you know do some some spring game recaps and stuff like that. So it's it's that time of year, right where. Uh, we, we, the, 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 wear of your, the glean of bowl season has worn off. We're in full swing of spring football here. And before you know it, we're going to be through the summer and, and that football is going to be back in, uh, in concert. So I know we're all looking forward to that. Vansy, any, uh, any final thoughts, anything, uh, anything we didn't touch on, uh, any final words of wisdom for the good of the people?
0: Uh no. I mean we do have uh Easter this weekend. Uh you know, I know it's somewhat of a of a religious holiday, but uh you know, I hope uh, everybody out there listening uh gets to enjoy uh their Easter with uh loved ones and uh you know hopefully if you have little ones you're not traumatized by the big bunny rabbit. Um, I've seen some, you know, costumes, rabbit costumes that look like they could challenge what the drunk buster bronco you know that we had in kalamazoo i mean it, it looks like they could be you know cousins um you know so hopefully if you have little ones and they see a bunny mascot or costume it's it's not not that uh, not that awesome
1: yeah i tell you what i got a i got a four-year-old son i brought him to, I think he was two years ago when he was two years old but i brought him to see the easter bunny in I think he still might be traumatized by that, that bunny mask. It's, uh, I don't know something about it. It's, it's, it's very hit or miss for kids. You're right. But, but no, that's uh well said, Vandy. Uh, everyone enjoy their weekend. Um, there's a lot going on. Enjoy some some time with your family. Uh, hopefully you get to watch some, some, some football, some football baseball spring football whatever the case may be enjoy the weekend enjoy the warmer temperatures Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by as always this has been episode 92 of the bandwagon he is zach manuenzi i am zach follower thanks for stopping by this week folks we'll talk to you again next friday